TalkZone.com. David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy, because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Another day, Elliot. we got another beautiful woman in the studio. How do you do it? It's work, David. What can I tell you? Nobody knows how difficult it is. It's not difficult at all when you have a beautiful woman like Helena Chansky coming into the studio, traveling hours just to, to be here to talk with you and me and everybody else out here in uh, the wonderful world of cyberspace. She's learning the big paycheck today. Definitely. Helena, why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, well, I'm uh, well. First time on the radio, so thank you, Elliot, for having me. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And TV, and we TV. Got we have somewhere. it all. <laughs> uh, you know, I've got to get used to this a little bit. Um, I'm a personal trainer and a figure competitor. That's it. Who just happened to go to the Arnold and compete in figure competition and come home with a trophy? I mean, it, there's a little more to it than that, right? You don't you don't just walk into the Arnold and say, "Oh, I'm going to go to Columbus, Ohio, in March and uh, com- compete in uh, an outfit that consists mostly of dental floss and walk around and and come home with a trophy." So there there was work that went into all this. It's not like, oh, you know, I saw that once on TV and I'd like to try it. You, you've had to work at this, correct? Elliot, you are right. It's it's been a. It's not often that I am right, but. But you're right right now. Uh, it's been a 10-year ride to get to this point. I've been competing um, at local regional state competitions for years in various organizations. Um, am I allowed to say the names? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the WNBF, which is a pro division, which I hold a card in, and the NGA, which I'll hold another pro card in, um, and been competing with them. But it was time to decide where I wanted to go next. And I thought, maybe I should throw my hat into the big ring and see what happens. So you... Jumped into the pool with the big fish and... Well, back last July, I competed with the MPC uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And there you have to qualify um, to get an invite to the Arnold. You have to send in your entry form. Um, and if they accept you, they send you a wonderful letter on Arnold Stationery, which is great. I saved it. Um, and then uh, then you're on your way. So right after the July show, I started prepping for the Arnold. So eight months you know, later, you know, so you kind of do set it as goal. Okay, I'm going to do this and just go. A lot of time in the gym. And you're in, if I may say so, phenomenal shape. Thank you. But that was not always the case. Once upon a time, you were not a 90-pound weakling, but an 83-pound weakling. 88-pound weakling. 88, close enough. (laughs) Very close. Absolutely. Um, Bad habits, smoking, drinking, partying. Staying out all night. What um, are the bad habits? Oh, I guess it's the <laughs> you just put out a bunch of weight doing that, not the other way. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was, came to a point in my life where something had to give. Just wasn't feeling particularly healthy, and I had turned thirty, and it was time to start doing something different. It took two years to quit the smoking, but it was all well worth it. Well, they say if you quit the smoking, the, the damage that's done can be, be reversed fairly, uh, fairly effectively. Absolutely, so that's, the, the lungs organs, will clear up pretty quick. Yeah. Regenerative organs, absolutely. The liver is regenerative. Lungs. 
okay, you're not, I said when we were talking before, you're a bodybuilder, you're not a bodybuilder. You said there's a difference between a bodybuilder and what you do? Yes, there's definitely a difference. Um, female bodybuilders uh, come in at maybe 3 and 4% body fat, whereas figure competitors come in at about 9% body fat. The judges don't want to see striations on us, um, and we get to wear heels and sparkly bathing suits, which I love. You still get to re- retain your femininity. Not well, saying that female bodybuilders are not feminine. Plus, if you, if you get on the wrong side of a female bodybuilder, she'll just n- knock your head off. I mean, some some of those women at the Arnold, the bodybuilders. Can you call them women? I, I think you better. Otherwise, they'll, <laughs> you know, they'll rip your an arm or your head off. The muscularity is beyond what most of us think as normal. I mean, it, it was over the top. I suppose they like that look. I, I don't quite grasp that female bodybuilding, just like I don't get some of the male bodybuilding either, but it's like these women had muscles in places that you didn't know even existed. I think that the, that at that level of competition that those women are uh, more geared just to doing what they do and to win. I think that they've gotten to a point where they just focus on, on winning and, and being the best that they can be compared to the other ladies that are surrounding them. Um, I have no desire to be a female bodybuilder. I never have, um, so I'll keep doing figure. Yeah, and it's it's a, a very strange because you have these beautiful women walking around in less than bikinis, uh, whether they're figure, whether they're fitness, whether they're bikini, and then you have the female bodybuilders. It's it's more than a little jarring. Well, Elliot, you and I are sharing a second first together, my first radio slash cyberspace TV thing, and then we shared our first Arnold together because this was your first Arnold as well. So yeah, yeah, that was. Excited. I walked into that convention hall. It was a bit overwhelming. I didn't realize the enormity of it. Neither did I. <laughs> the only metal I lift are knives and forks. So <laughs> I think our Salmon, I think he lifts some weights. He's got a couple muscles, a couple more than I do. But again, so you were at the Arnold. And you said Arnold started this how many years ago? Arnold started this 23 years ago. He had his first competition in Columbus. So this is his way of giving back to the community. And we actually arrived on Wednesday. My first uh, competition was on Thursday evening. We competed twice. Um, so Thursday afternoon, uh, we walked around the expo building uh, while they were still setting it up. It didn't open until Friday. So all those people behind the scenes are really what makes it happen, all the vendors' booths and, and this, you know, the guys that uh, put everything together. And it was just kind of... Uh, you know, it was it was humbling to, to actually see that so many people make this work, that work in conjunction together. And how much did they raise from this? This event brought in $63 million in four days. Does this go to charity or Arnold? <laughs> You'll have to ask Arnold. <laughs> but knowing him, probably some of it goes to charity. He'll be Bach. <laughs> and, and I see uh, another famous bodybuilder was there, the Hulk. Yes, Lou Ferrigno was there. Frank Zane was there. Uh, Michael O'Hearn, former American Gladiator, was there. Monica Brandt. Uh, the list of celebrities went on. I actually saw Arnold twice walking the floor. Jay Cutler, four-time Mr. Olympia, was there in person. Not the Bears quarterback. Not him. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with him, but not him. Uh, the, the real Jay Cutler. <laughs> that's what he's. That's what he says, and I'm not going to argue with him. Yeah, when you're that big, you right. don't argue with him. Um, he's a very nice guy. I've seen him perform um, at uh, guest posing events over the past 10 years, maybe four or five times, and he is a really affable guy. Everybody just loves him. He's a good Mr. O. Now, all all these women who were in such phenomenal physical condition, you know, very trim, a lot of them seem to have large breasts. Can we assume that they're not the women's original or real ones? It, it looks like, okay. An add-on? Yeah. 
aftermarket? <laughs> yeah, so, something like that. Uh, you know, what, what I can say about that is um, Thursday evening when we started our competition, we were all backstage, and there's 300 girls back there, and including myself, and I just didn't know where to look. There was no men. Um, all the women getting ready in one large room. So it, you can only imagine what that was like. Yeah. Um, so I did David see, and I are right now. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Did I give you a good visual? Yeah. Um, really, you know, really something that was a spectacle within itself. So, yeah, there's sure there are some aftermarket features in there. Okay. Now, you finished fifth in the B class. And is there a double D class? No, that, that, <laughs> that has nothing to do with that, right? Well, actually, the classes go from A through F. So, yeah, we could we could go all the way through F. Um, but, yeah, fifth in the B class, and they uh, determine it by height, um, the classes. A is the shortest class, and then B will go all the way up to, I guess, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, so I'm, I'm pretty short. Are the, the people who compete against you, are they models in their spare time, or is this their full-time job, or is some other career their full-time job? This is an international competition, so I'm not aware uh, of exactly what each girl does, but judging by the lineup, when I looked at the pictures afterwards, I thought all of the women were in phenomenal shape. So I would think that they probably, um, you know, I don't want to say work the circuit, but they probably do compete throughout the season on a regular basis. Is there money to be made doing this, or is this just for the sheer love of basically keeping yourself in shape? Well, it depends. Um, since I hold two pro cards, I am eligible to compete for money um, in those organizations. And then at the Arnold, um, you don't earn a pro card if you win the Arnold. Um, but you do get a lot of exposure, and then you can take the next step, um, and that would be to compete somewhere else, earn a pro card, and if you go pro with them, then there is money at stake. Nothing like what the guys earn, though, not even close. I think Jay Cutler at the Mr. Olympia got um, some, or a little over 200 grand or something like that. So for winning the Mr. Olympia, they got 200 grand plus all the endorsements? Exactly. And in comparison, the female bodybuilder that won, I think that she got maybe 28 grand. It's, it's a big difference. Where's this gender equity there? We need a good lawyer to work on this. Exactly. Yeah, aren't you an attorney? Yeah, I think there's some discrimination there. <laughs> well, her name is Iris Kyle. Maybe you should call her and maybe you can represent her. We don't want you to lose your trophy for starting trouble. <laughs> was Maria Shriver there or she didn't show up? You know, I didn't see Maria. Um, you know, Arnold, again, was walking the floor, uh, and it was great because they had all these security guys. Um, and there was one place Who's going to mess with Arnold. There was one place where a lot of people were just lined up and waiting, and we were like, well, what's going on? What's going on? They're like, Arnold's coming, Arnold's coming. And it was another 15 minutes before he actually came through. But uh, he's in person. It's great. It's really wonderful to see him. Well, and you have to understand, Arnold, after being in the governorship of California, isn't in quite the shape that he was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And you have all these muscle-bound guys, and, and those aren't even all the competitors. Those are just the people that walking through the show. And you go, you know, it's like, one muscular body. You kept bumping into people and off of people, and you know, you'd say, "Excuse me," and they didn't even know that you had. It was <laughs> like a, I was hoping there was some like mixed martial arts or some ultimate fighting with there Arnold was. and uh, Ferrigno. I want to see who'd win that fight. Lou looked great. He really looked wonderful. Um, he was wearing a T-shirt, I believe. Did you, right. Yeah, and he looked. He really looked in great shape. Yeah, he, he's worked some uh, comic cons in Chicago over the years, and this this was about as good as I've seen him. It looked like he'd been in the gym. Yeah, he looked very healthy. Did I tell you my Lou Ferrigno story? I screwed up last year. I tried to get him for an interview, and I'm thinking, how does he do a radio interview? After I sent the request, I go, he's deaf. <coughs> he, can, he can hear a little, right? Okay, I, I'm not sure. I'm no, nobody listens to you anyway, right? No, exactly. No one listens to this show. <laughs> so what's next for you? 
Well, April 30th, I have an NPC show coming up, um, which I have to qualify for a national show that will be here in Chicago at the Rosemont in June. It's uh, NPC Junior Nationals. Hopefully, I'm looking to earn a pro card there um, and continue in my plan, which is ultimately the Olympia. Big dreams. That's in Vegas, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and beyond that, if I don't make the pro card uh, in June, then I have another opportunity this year in November in Atlanta at the Nationals. So you have to keep earning pro cards? It's not like once you attain that status, you're good to go? Different organization. The IFBB uh, is the pro card I'm looking to get okay. now. I hold two pro cards from other organizations, um, but they're smaller, and they're, they're not uh, this one. So is the IFBB th- the one to aspire to? The buck stops there. Okay. This sounds like boxing with the WBC, yeah. the, the WBA, w- exactly. the AFL-CIO. <laughs> you know, Elliot saw my business card, and, and he says, I don't know what these letters mean. What is this stuff? Because <laughs> it has WNBF Pro, NGA Pro, and he's like, what, what does that all mean? And myself, I have trouble keeping track of all of the colors. Honestly, I'm not sure what they stand for. I think if we could sh- start an organization, WTF. <laughs> we need to unite all the organizations in the one. Right. They're trying to do it boxing. So how long do you work out a day? Um, it can be three to four hours, a little bit longer when I'm on season, when I have to throw in an hour of cardio. Off-season, I don't do any cardio because of my low weight, and it's hard for me to gain muscle and maintain it. During my off-season, I do not do any cardio. Now, do you focus on various body parts at different stages of the preparation? Well, my legs are my weak spot, so I have to work them twice a week. They don't grow as fast as my upper body, and I've learned that they're, you know, they just drag out, so I have to work them a little bit harder. Um, but one body part per day. I train old school like a guy, you know, uh, very, very, you know, women would not want to do my workout. You know, it's, it's very, very basic. Okay. Do you have a favorite body part of, of your own <laughs> that, that we can say without getting a talk zone shut down? Actually, um, I, I really, I like them all. I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting fonder of my tush, though. You know, it's becoming a favorite, you know, and actually hamstrings. Hamstrings, tush, I'm a light girl. Okay. Now, once upon a time, somebody complained that you didn't have much of a butt. Is that true? It's absolutely true. Uh, nice gentleman by the name of Nicholas Saccone. Yeah, <laughs> if he's out there, thank you. <laughs> so he inspired you? Yeah, he uh, he said, you know, you don't have much of a butt one day. He was really being kind of cavalier about it. And I said, well, what do I have to do to get one? And he just said, well, try some squats. I said, well, what's a squat? And he showed me. And I joined a local gym, and I started doing some squats, and it started to, you know, get a little nicer and a little rounder. And I figured if that works there, everything else has got to fall into place. And I was hooked. That was it. You should have said you don't have much of a face. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did. He was really good looking. <laughs> I can't lie. I can't throw him under the bus like that. Oh, well. When you're not working out, do you have a full-time job? I'm a personal trainer. So um, I train my clients. I'm also a student. I'm studying to be a paralegal, um, which keeps me very busy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, lawyer. <laughs> lawyer, paralegal. Let me put this together. Okay. <laughs> um, I-, I see David working out in the gym very soon. <laughs> I figured I'd, you know, kind of keep that to myself as I don't want to get involved in any political conversations that might get us into trouble. Like somebody put on Facebook the other day, they were upset about the Supreme Court's ruling for the uh, protesters. And I... Oh, with the military funerals? Yes. So uh, I assume as a client you're not as hard on them as you are on yourself? Oh, I'm terribly hard on them. Is it mostly women or men you're training? Um, I've trained both. Um, the guys, you know, obviously hire me because I'm cute, <laughs> if I can say that. Um, I, I don't have as many guy clients as I do women clients. Um, Especially married guy clients. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually had one client um, who was kind of in the middle of, of a divorce and uh, 
and he called me off hours. And, um, you know, I spent 45 minutes on the phone just kind of bolstering him up and telling him, you know, your workouts are going to be fine, you're going to be fine, just a therapy session, because really you have to be their therapist, too. And then he said later, he said, oh, my wife saw the phone bill, and I was on the phone with you for 45 minutes. Now she thinks you're my girlfriend. I said, okay, I can't train you anymore. <laughs> I refunded the last four sessions or whatever it was because it, that's too much drama for me. I'm, I really want to just do my job and help everybody with fitness, and that's about it. There's some crazy women out there. Just see a Sean Gale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. So how how long is a training session with you? An hour? An hour. Mm-hmm. An hour. We do stretching. Uh, we'll do some strength training. We'll do some stretching at the end. Um, and depending upon what the client's individual needs are, I have several clients that come to me that want to train for figure competitions, and I love those women. Those women really have a soft spot in my heart. Annie is one of them, my good friend Annie Behrens. Um, and uh, and they're, they're just great because they're trying something new. Um, it's empowering. I think their families get to see them do something different out of the box maybe, especially when they have daughters. It's a good thing for the daughters to see them do. So if people want to contact you, can they do that? And if so, how? Do you have a website? I'm going to work on you guys to get me a website. Yeah. No, I don't have a website. Um, I am on Facebook, though, so you can friend me. Or you can just stalk Elliot, and he'll tell you where I am. <laughs> What's your? Is it under your name on Facebook? Yeah, it's Helena Chansky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. H-E-L-E-N-A-C-H-A-N-S-K-Y. Because when you become successful, people start grabbing your name, and people think that you're the person when it's somebody else who's pretending to be you. You never, like, there's like five Jay Cutlers up there. Really? Exactly. And then people, like, someone grab Elliot Harris's name, start posting. People think it's Elliot Harris's Sun-Times, and it's some other clown. Um, well, if somebody already has the name, can you actually do that on Facebook? What they do is they try to beat them to the punch. So if, like, you didn't register your name, someone else would take the name first and say, okay, and start posting, put your picture up there, and they think it's you. Got it. Well, no, I do have a page. It's been there for about five months. I'm okay. new to Facebook. A little late blooming, but I'm there. Um, yeah, and I promise I'll answer. So you are H-E-L-E-N-A? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, I actually have typed in my name, and, and really there aren't too many Helenas out there. Uh, it's kind of a... Are there many Chanskys? No. No. So, so you have a good shot. If either, you type in either one, you have a, a halfway decent shot of uh, ending up where you want to be. Now, you work out of the north suburbs in Chicago? Yes. Yes, I live in Grays Lake, um, and I train in Libertyville. So I'm free to But run. you're a New York girl at heart. At heart. Oh, I should have worn my Yankees hat here. Oh, okay. We better go for a break on that one. <laughs> I think this is a club town, no matter what the Sox fans say. Again, you're listening to Sports and Torts. I'm David Spada with my co-host, Elliot Harris, and we have the beautiful Helena Chansky in studio. And when we come back, we'll have on one of the best coaches of all time in NCAA history, Lou Henson. Stay tuned.